me a favor. Turn to two more people, different people than you did last time. Turn to two people and say, God has a vision for you. Okay? Tell two people. Just shout, I mean, just shout behind you, in front of you. Hey, you watching online right now? Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Type in the comments, God has a vision for you. All right? God has a vision for you. Have you ever, like, wouldn't it be cool to get a vision from God? Like, literally, a vision from God? You guys, have you ever talked to anybody who's, who's had, a, like, a literal vision? I don't know if you have. I have. I, I'm not going to say this was from God, but this literally happened. Are you ready for this? I had a friend of mine, and he told me this straight up confidently and, 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 and concisely. He's like, dude, I was sitting in my living room on my couch. And I'm sitting there watching TV, and there's an adjacent door over here he described. And this is what he told me. I mean, in detail. He's like, all of a sudden, underneath the door, shh, some, some like smoke or fog comes up under the door. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And he's like, and he didn't, he's, he never like makes stuff up like this. I'm like, okay, what? Then what happened? And then he said, kid you not. He said a Star Wars character appeared. And I'm like, okay. And he even told, I think he told me who it was. I do not remember that part. I don't know if it was Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. In fact, I think this was actually during the time of the prequels. So it could have been like Jar Jar Banks, but we hope it wasn't. So anyway, but so he describes the Star Wars character. She comes up uh, uh, from the door and start speaking directly to him. And I'm like, I'm just listening to the story, and he's like, I'm like, you're kidding me. And I'm thinking to myself, the force is really with you. And then, but then after further conversation and further investigation, here's the deal. It turns out it wasn't the force that was with him. It was narcotics that were with him. He was totally jacked up, totally jacked up. I mean, didn't know. I didn't know. I was sucked into that. So, but he told it so, like, confidently, but he was messed up. Anyway, so pray for him. A vision from God is huge. Vision is huge. I'll show you this today. And I'm going to show you that God has a vision for you. Like specifically for you. And I'm going to show you how you can see it. I'm going to show you, God's going to show you how, and it's, this is so crucial that you get this. Because God doesn't have to just have a vision for you. He's got a vision for like you and your family and for your future. And vision, if you want to know how big it is, the Bible tells you. Proverbs 29, 18 I love this scripture. Without vision, the people what? It's coming. There it is. They what? They perish. That means they die. So without a vision, do you know why that happens? Because when you don't have vision, when you don't know where you're going, well, any road will get you there. And you will drift, and you will wander, and you will, you will end up in bad places and bad situations and dangerous situations because you're not following the vision that God has for you. But question, how do you follow a vision that God has if you don't know the vision? So, so, so I'm going to show you, in fact, in fact, I wrote it down this way. I'm going I'm to actually, well, before I do that, let me just tell you this, because some of you are new, and we're in a series called Bold Prayers and Big Dreams. And in this series, we're, we, we're, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it, it is absolutely huge what God is doing. And I'll, I'll describe some of that in just a second. But, but I'm going to give you the main point straight out the gate, because I think you need to know it. Listen to me. When you pray, say pray. Prayer is huge. When you pray and you fast, it's going to be coming up. There it is. When you pray and you fast, God will give you vision and God will give you clarity. And understand something. I've got to illustrate. When you pray, the more you pray, the more you fast, the clearer the vision gets. The more that you pray, 
And the more that you fast, the clearer the vision gets. Because there's visions in the Word of God when people need interpreters, they don't get it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, read the book of Revelation. There's a lot of things that we're still scratching our head over. But, but I'm telling you, through prayer and fasting, your vision will get clear. You will get clarity. And the reason I can tell you this is because there's a man named Daniel. That's right, some of you, you you've heard of him. It's like it, the same guy that was in the lion's den. You, maybe you heard the story as a kid. That Daniel... Old Testament Daniel, Jewish boy that grew up to be like an 80-year-old man at the end of his life, that Daniel, if anybody had visions from God, it was him. Oh, he got visions from God. Do you know how he got them? He didn't get them because he was some spiritual giant. Do you know how he got such clear vision? Clear vision. He understood it. Clear vision from God. He prayed like crazy. See, you can have vision from God. He prayed morning, noon, and night daily his visions they weren't random they weren't coincidental they were on purpose why because he was in prayer not only that but he fasted and and let me can i confess to you guys the fasting piece is the piece i've neglected just because i like to eat i've neglected it over and over but no more and i'm telling you and you might even think i heard a pastor say it this way you want to go further faster like i believe you want to go further faster in 2022 than 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 fast an empty stomach leads to a full spirit. And I'm telling you from experience now, the last few years when I've done it, and that's right, it's only been the last few years. And I've been a pastor longer than the last few years. So I'm just getting vulnerable with you and telling you that fasting, and you might be thinking, nah, 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 I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't fast. I know, I, th- I thought the same thing. But, I, but I'm telling you something. Some of you, you're, you're desperate for something new in your life. And you know who you are. When you're desperate enough for something new, you'll do something different. Fasting for me was something different. And I've seen God do new things in my life. I kid you not. I, I, I want it for you. You're desperate for something new. You need to do something different. Daniel prayed. Daniel fasted. And I'm telling you straight up, he got visions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach out of Daniel 10. If you have a Bible, you got a mobile app, it's in the Old Testament, and I want you to follow along. If you don't have that, it's cool. Relax. We'll put it up on the screen. Daniel 10, I'm starting in the first verse. Now, this is nuts. This is Daniel. He's like 80-some years old now. This is the end of his life. This is the last vision. And he's had multiple. This is the last vision he has from God. You ready? Say, I'm ready. I hope you're ready. God, I hope you're ready. In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia. So Persia is like modern-day Iran. And that's significant, actually. So Persia, modern-day Iran, uh, that's where this takes place. Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, um, that baby name, still available, just so you know. Uh, Belshazzar had another vision. Another vision. In other words, he's had multiple. Daniel, we just want one. You get multiple. It's not because he's some warrior. It's be- well, he is a prayer warrior. He's a prayer warrior, and he fasts. That's why he gets the vision. Uh, Daniel gets a vision. He understood that vision concerned events that are going to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. We're familiar with that, aren't we? So I, I, don't miss the fact. He understood the vision. There's a lot of visions in the Word of God, I talked about that, that people don't get. They don't understand. Why? He understood the vision because he prayed and he fasted. So God not not only gave him vision, but he gave him clarity. Remember? Clarity of the vision. So he's understanding the vision. Verse 2. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, I had been mourning for three whole weeks. Don't miss that. Say 21 days. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. 21 days, all that time I had eaten no rich food, 
No meat, no wine had crossed my lips. Heck, he even took it to, the, to another level and said, I used no fragrant lotions until the three weeks had passed. In other words, Daniel is saying, I fasted 21 days. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make a declaration for our church right now that unless God changes, unless God gives us a vision differently, indefinitely going forward, every year we're starting with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Every year we are. Do you know why? Because I want to surrender the first part of the year to God. I mean, honestly, we should, we should surrender the whole year to God. But let, I mean, just to say, God, I am desperate for a vision from you. From you. I don't know what's best for me. I know this is a new year. I know it's going to be jacked up because it seems like every year is jacked up. But I am desperate for a vision from you. So we will start out by, with prayer and we will start out with fasting. And so anyway, back to the scripture. So three weeks, uh, Daniel's in this fasting and prayer mode. On April 23rd, this, is, this would be right after the fast, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up. Now here comes the vision. You ready for this? Here comes the vision that Daniel sees. And it, it's crazy. I looked up and I see this man. And he's like dressed in linen clothing. He has the, uh, a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face, oh man, it flashed like lightning. His eyes were like flames, like torches. His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze. And his voice, oh, his voice it roared like the vast multitude of people. I mean, imagine what Daniel's seeing. And only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men with me, there were guys with me, they didn't see anything. They definitely felt something. Uh, they were suddenly terrified, and they ran away to hide. Don't miss that. Why did the other guys not see the vision? Because it wasn't their vision. It was Daniel's. See, God has a specific vision. I told you that for you. It's, you don't need to piggyback on anybody else's vision. He has one for you. This wasn't the other men's vision. It was Daniel's vision. They run. Daniel gets the vision. He continues. Verse 8. So I was left there all by myself. And I'm looking at this amazing vision. My strength, my strength left me. My face grew deathly pale. I felt so weak. And then you guys, and then I heard the man speak. And, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I literally fainted. And I lay there with my face to the ground. And just then, a hand, it touches me and lifts me. I'm, tre I'm trembling still in my, hand, in my hands and my knees. And the man speaks to me and he says, he says my name. He says, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. In other words, this is your vision, Daniel. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. And, and when he said this to me, I, I stood up. I'm still freaking, man. I'm still trembling. And then the, then the man said, don't be afraid, Daniel. And here it comes. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request had been heard in heaven. And I have come in answer to your prayer. Your prayers, when you pray a prayer, there is no expiration date. Did you know that? Your prayers are still moving and working after you're gone. That's how powerful they are. The, 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 the man in this vision's like, you know what? The first prayer you prayed. I mean, Daniel, I know you, you prayed this like, you could have been maybe he's talking about weeks ago. Maybe he's talking about months ago. The, 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 the man in the vision might have been talking about years ago. I don't know. But he's saying the first day you began to pray. And if you, if, if you don't know what to pray for, there's a hint in there. What was Daniel praying for? Understanding. Humility. 
If you don't know what to pray, and I'm going to get more into a model of prayer for you, but uh, pray for understanding. That's what Daniel prayed for. They gave it to him. Uh, he prayed for um, humility. He had it. And he kept getting blessed with it. So I've come to answer your prayer. If you were with us like a year ago, we preached a message out of Daniel. It wasn't chapter 10. It was the previous chapter 9. And in that, in that uh, uh, message, I had you open your phones and, and save 923 as a reminder on your phone. I, don't, I didn't care if it was a.m. or p.m. That was up to you. Mine is still saved. It goes up every day at 923 a.m. And when my phone goes off at 923 a.m., with the exception of maybe what I'm preaching right now, I stop, I pause, and I pray. And you might be thinking, well, what's 9, 23? I'll remind you. A previous chapter, here's what happened. Go figure. Another encounter from God, another vision that Daniel had from Gabriel, an archangel. Gabriel, in, in Daniel 9, 23, 23, he said, Daniel, the moment you began praying, oh, your prayers are powerful. A command was given. Daniel, your prayers are summoning commands in the spiritual realm. That's how powerful they are. And now I'm here to tell you what it was. For Again, for your very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can what? Understand. So you can have this clarity of vision. So you can understand the meaning of your vision. I love it. The moment you began praying, I'm going to give you vision. I'm going to give you clarity. That's what he does for Daniel. And this is why we set our phones at 923. I'm telling you, set your phone. And you can, if, if 923 don't work, how about 1012? How about 1012? You can use, I don't care, AM or PM. Now you have four options. Set your phone for a daily reminder when it goes off. I don't care if you take just a few seconds to pray. And you might just say, I pray for understanding. I pray for humility, God. Work in my life. Amen. There's power in it. You've got to believe that. Prayer is an invitation to vision. Prayer and fasting is an invitation to vision. Daniel, we see this. So, so I'm telling you, you don't have to get your phone out now, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking. When, you, when we're done today, maybe put a reminder, just set your phone. Set it for 1012 or 923 and let it remind you to go to God. I need reminders to do it and maybe you do too. So, okay, two more verses in this vision that Daniel's getting. Okay, I need you to put on your seatbelt because it's gonna get crazy for these last two verses. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Now this is the man in the vision still speaking to Daniel. And he's telling him for 21 days, that's not a coincidence, uh, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, and you're like, what the, who? I'll go, we'll get to that. Then Michael, an, an archangel, one of the main angels, a leader, in, a leader angel, came to me and he helped me. I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, and, and I came here, to explain what will happen to your people in the future, Daniel. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. So, th those two verses can be like, what the heck is happening right now? Here's the deal. The spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. So, so what that is, that, th we're talking spiritual stuff here. The, and, and by the way, the majority of your life is spiritual. The majority of what's happening in your world, you can't see. That, that's a fact, and, I, and I'll show that to you. Um, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia is a demon. That's what it is, okay? There's angels and there's demons. So what, what's crazy about that scripture is it tells you that there are certain demons assigned to specific areas. Like there's a demon uh, for, the, for, for the area of Persia, modern-day Iran. And, and so specific areas have demons. And, man, I, this is so true. I, I, even in present day, do you remember, uh, you know how Sioux City had that construction going on? 
from like 1974 to, to like last year. Anyway, so they're working on the, the highway, and, uh, and I talked about this before. You can tell it's a pet peeve of mine. But remember, they, did, they were doing that, and there was those cameras. You know what I'm saying? And, and they take a picture of your car, and then you get blessed in the mail with a speeding ticket. I got like four blessings from them. It was great. So the fact that Sioux City was doing that tells you there's a, there's a demon of the kingdom of Sioux City. I kid you not. Okay, I don't know if it's still there now. The road's fixed, but I'm telling you, this is, this is spiritual stuff. This is spiritual stuff. Think about a demon blocking the way. A demon blocked the way of this, this man in this vision. Blocked him. Blocked it for 21 days. It's, it's insane to think that. Michael comes to help. Now understand something. Scholars are kind of divided on who the man is in the vision. Even scholars. People, guys, waste, guys and gals waste more than me. Um, some will say it was the pre-incarnate Jesus. Because the way he's described with this gemstone of a body and, and, and the belt of gold, it's described almost like Jesus in Revelation 1 by John. But I'll, I'll tell you my interpretation, and this is just an interpretation. I'm not saying this is because they don't know for sure who the, who the man is in the vision. I don't think it's Jesus. I don't think it is. I think, I think it's Gabriel, the same angel that talked to Daniel in 923. That's what I think based on the verbiage he's using. And here's why I think that. Listen to what's... Okay, let's just, let's just call it what it is. Jesus, okay? Do you think a demon has the ability to block Jesus from anything? I don't. I don't see Jesus getting blocked by a demon for 21 days anywhere. I don't see it. And then having to summon another angel, Michael, I need your help, come assist. I don't see Jesus assigning an, or, or, or summoning an angel to come help him. Jesus, I don't think he needs the assistance of angels, okay? He created the angels. Like Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, all that ever is, all that ever was, all that ever shall be, flows from his mighty, he's Jesus. I don't think it's him. He's Jesus. So I believe it's, it's another archangel named Gabriel. That's my interpretation. That is not, that is not scriptural per se, but I'm just giving you my thought on it, just based on what I'm reading. So, blocking Jesus. It ain't going to happen. So what you're seeing here is spiritual warfare. You're seeing that um, uh, what we deal with is way bigger than what we see. And I don't know about you, if, if you're new, uh, this is, you're just getting this now, but for those of us that we started this series two weeks ago, I don't know about you, but in the 21 days of prayer and fasting, are you facing opposition? Because I have been. I haven't seen any breakthroughs. I haven't seen any like, uh, uh, like, ah, uh, uh, moments. I haven't seen them because we're in the we're in the depths of it. So, but I'm experiencing opposition. The first day, two weeks ago, when we started this series, the first day I was fasting. You want to talk about spiritual warfare? I get an email, and I was just dumb enough to open it. And I open this email, and this is the picture that pops up in my email. Do not tell me, spirit. I mean, I'm fasting, and that comes up? Dude, we are in a spiritual battle. And there is a, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Coldstone was all over me that day. It's horrible. Okay, take that down, please. Okay? I mean, for anybody fasting, that's not fair. But I, we are, the spiritual battle that we face is, is crazy. So don't miss it. The 21 days, God's will wasn't being done. Why? Because uh, the man in the vision was being blocked by, by an enemy, a demon. So the 20, this is also 21 days when, when Daniel's praying and fasting. See, what you need to understand is this. See, we give up too easily on our prayers and, and, and visions and, and fasting because we expect it in the moment. We expect, okay, I, I'm fasting today. Well, gosh, tomorrow's going to be just a miracle coming. You know, whatever it is. It doesn't work that way. It normally doesn't work that way. Notice when the breakthrough happens is, is after the 21 days. 
Don't miss that. During the 21 days, the, 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 the angel or whoever the man is, is being blocked by the enemy. We assume God's will is being done. It's not. Here's what I kept thinking when I put this message together. I kept thinking, what if Daniel wasn't praying and fasting during the 21 days? Would, would, would Michael, the archangel, ever come to help? Like, what if his prayer summoned Michael to come help the man in the vision? I mean, it, there's so much going on behind the scenes, and your prayer is such a big part of it. Oh, it's big. So I'm reading with a group of guys, Ephesians. We just finished it. The last chapter in Ephesians, it talks about the armor of God. And, and it talks about the world that we're really living in. Ephesians 6.12 says, We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Your enemy isn't your spouse. Your enemy isn't your ex. Your enemy isn't your coworker. Your enemy isn't your boss. Your enemy isn't your, your wife or your husband or your kids. That's not your enemy. Your enemy you don't see. And that enemy is more real than anything you will ever face. We're not fighting against people in the flesh, but against evil rulers, authorities from an unseen world, right? Spirit princes. That's the battle that we face against these mighty powers in a dark world. I know this seems like crazy, but it's, it's a fact. Against evil spirits in heavenly places. It's so crazy. I'm telling you, between your prayer prayed and your prayer answered, there is a battle that is being waged. And it's big. I'll say it again. Between the prayer that you pray and the prayer that's answered, spiritual warfare is happening. And, you are, you, and, and, and if you think God's will is being done, if you don't think that we're losing battles every day in those battles, you're crazy. Look at our world. Look at our lives. Look at what's going on. Look at the oppression. We're losing battles every day to the enemy, to, to, to spirit princes over areas. And, and now I get it. We won the war. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, as soon as Jesus walked out of the empty tomb, we won the war. But there are battles that matter. And lives hang in the balance uh, in between when Jesus comes back again and right now. So, Ephesians 6, I give you a, a, a picture of the battle that we face. And then Paul, who wrote it, he unpacks the armor of God. Like, wear, put on the, the breastplate of righteousness. Put, put on the helmet of salvation. He, he talks about armoring up. And then when he's done giving these, like, six pieces of armor that we should put on to help battle against the enemy, you know how he closes the whole, the whole book of Ephesians? Here's, here's his final instruction. Ephesians 6.18, pray. For God's sakes, pray. You, if you armor up and do all that, but you're not praying, I don't know if it matters. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit at all times. Dang. All times? Yep, all times. On every occasion. Every? Every? Yep, every. All. Every. Pray at all times at every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers. Don't give up when you don't see them being answered. Know that battles are being won and lost through your prayer. And you may never see it this side of heaven. So, don't give up. Be persistent. Pray for all believers everywhere. We need it. If we're going to reach, reach people for Christ, if we're going to love people that don't love us back, if we're going to turn the, our, the cheek, if we're going to love our enemies and pray for them, we need to pray for each other. We need to love each other. We need to lift each other up in prayer. That's what Paul is saying. Prayer is an invitation to vision. Prayer is an invitation to vision. There are some things that God won't do unless it's an answer to prayer. That's nuts. That's crazy. There are, why do you think the Bible says that Jesus says, you have not but because you ask not? What's he saying there? He's saying you could have something, but you're not praying, so you don't get it. In other words, your, your prayers make that big of a difference. Your prayers make a difference. 
question of the big teaching today, this Daniel prophetic vision. Does Daniel get the vision? Does, do these visions come to Daniel if he doesn't pray? Do they? Am I even reading it to you? Does it even exist in the word of God if Daniel doesn't pray? I'll answer it for you. Let's go back to the two verses that you're going to hopefully put one of them in your phone. 9.23. The moment you began praying, a command was given. In other words, if that moment doesn't happen, Daniel, and you don't hit your knees and you start to pray, the command to the angel will never be given. It it will never happen. We will lose that battle. But, But because you prayed, I'll give a command to Michael, an archangel. Or in that case, Gabriel. 10-12. I have come in answer to your prayer. So, so uh, man in the vision, are you saying that you wouldn't come if I didn't pray? That's right. I'm showing up because you pray. I'm showing up. You don't, see, if you don't pray, you don't need an answer. That means I don't need to be here. But because you prayed, I need to show up now and answer it. Your prayers matter. For three weeks, Daniel fasted and prayed. And at the end of that, he gets an awesome vision at the the bank of the Tigris River. He sees something so incredible. And you might be thinking right now, you know what, Pastor, this is great. Big vision, grandiose, crazy things that they're seeing. But I'm not praying to God for big vision. I'm praying praying for God to fix my situation. Like, I'm praying for God to help my kids. I'm praying for God to save my my freaking marriage. I'm praying for God to help me in my financial struggle. I'm praying for God to heal me from this addiction. I'm praying for God to help me with this depression. I'm praying for God to, like, even tell me why I'm here. I don't get it. And maybe that's you today. And I'll tell you something. Everything that I just said, it ties back to vision. Everything ties back to vision. It always does. Vision, that's that's how much it matters. Your prayers today impact your purpose tomorrow. I promise you, they do. It's that big. Wednesday night, if we, who was that? If you were at worship and praise night, raise your hand. Was it, was it good or was it good? So you guys, this last Wednesday, our worship team, just anointed by God himself, were up here singing their hearts and lungs out for the Lord. And we were celebrating. So here's what I saw. And this was crazy for me as a pastor because normally I sit over there before I get up here to bring you a word, and I'm praying over you, I'm praying over the message. Now I'm hearing the worship music, and I'm in it, but I'm not all the way in it because I'm also focused on what God wants to do, so just confessing. Wednesday, I sat like right there, and I, and I didn't have nothing to prepare. I didn't have nothing I needed to say, so I'm soaking it in. I'm soaking it in, and I'm watching the team just, just gel together through the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, my God, this is crazy. And I'm looking around, and I see people smiling, and I see people laughing, and I see people raising their hand, and I, but I see people hugging, and then I see people crying. I mean, I saw it all, and I'm just taking it in. So, so all of a sudden, if you want to know how powerful prayer is when it comes to God prompting you with a vision, I didn't see a vision physically, or, or yeah, physically, but, but I saw one. So I'm sitting there praying, and this wasn't during like a, a, a structured prayer time where it's between songs, and we're going to pray for you. No, no, no. It was right during a song. Right during a song. And, 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 and as I'm sitting there, it's like God prompts me. Go over across the hall or across the aisle and then go back and pray for a woman. And I'm like, okay. 
So during the song, I, I, I go from there to there, and I go back a little ways, and, and this woman, she's in there praising and worshiping, and I put my hand on her shoulder, and I just started to pray for her. So I'm praying, and God will give you the words. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. you got to trust him. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a good prayer. I mean, you ask anybody who's probably prayed with me, they'll tell you, but God, God will give you words. And I'm praying for this woman. And if you think that God doesn't give vision while you pray, here's what she says when I'm done praying. She, she doesn't say, oh, I mean, she might have thanked me. I don't even know. Don't care. That, that's okay. Here's what she said. She looks at me and she goes, and, this, and she had this vision before I even prayed for her. And she goes, God gave, God's telling me to pray for the guy behind me. And she knew that before I even prayed. And I'm like, I guess you, I guess you know what you need to do. See, why I'm telling you this is because when you pray, God's going to move in your life. God's going to prompt you to do things. Sometimes you might see a physical vi vision like Daniel. Many times you'll, you'll get a prompting just deep in your spirit. He'll prompt you to do something that you wouldn't otherwise do. And he'll give you the courage and the strength to do it. So, so this is happening, and it's insane. And, and then later in, the, later in the night on Wednesday, uh, we're I'm talking to this other person, and she's, she makes this comment to me. Oh, and this woman, God, she's going through so much. I just, oh, man. So I'm talking to her, and she says, I'm praying, but I'm, I don't know how. Uh, she made a comment, I don't know how. And as soon as she said that, it changed the message for Sunday. It didn't change it, I should say. It added to it. And that's why I thought to myself, how dare I preach you, to you about prayer and fasting and not really equip you on how to do it? That's why with fasting, if you go to our website, click on the prayer tab, it'll tell you different ways that you can fast. But for prayer, my God, I need to show you a formula that that, that, I, that, that, that woman didn't know. And I'm going to give it to you. So if you ever wonder, how do I pray? What do I pray for? Uh, like me, like I feel ill-equipped. I'm going to show you how to pray. I'm going to give it to you right now. And, and this is a prayer that stems from uh, the book of Acts. The, the Acts is when the first church was launched. And if any church knew how to pray, it was them. They were meeting together. They were praying together. They fasted together. They loved together. They, they, they uh, worshiped together. So we call it the Acts prayer. And Acts is an acronym, A-C-T-S. A, how do we pray to God? A, adore him. Say adoration. Adoration, that's what you start with. That's just adoring God. God, I praise you. God, I worship you. God, God you, you are God and I am not, and that's a good thing, right? We are praising who you are. You, you're the creator, I'm the creation. Thank you. So it's adoration. Why, does, why do you think the Lord's Prayer starts with, hallowed be your name? This is us adoring God right away. First thing we do. God, you are sovereign. You are good. You are in control. I know I take control like every two seconds, but really, you're in control. You start with adoration. Adore God. Second is the C. Say confession. Confession. This is when you, you pray to God. The, oh, let me read the scripture. Go back to the scripture on uh, uh, adoration. Yeah, I didn't read it. So all these, of course, backed up by the word of God. It's got to be. Lord, I will honor you and praise your name. For you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago, God, and now you have accomplished them. Isaiah 25, 11. Confession is the C. It's when you confess to God. God, I'm jacked up. I know you know this, but let me just confess this week what I've done. You know, you saw me flip the dude off in traffic. I know I'm a pastor. No, I hope no one saw. But, you know, we just confess to God. God, I looked at this person that way. God, I got angry with this person. God, I lost my temper with my kids. God, I, I, I looked at this on the internet. You're just confessing to God. He loves you to confess. If you confess your sins to him, the word of God says, he's faithful, he's just. Hey, check it out. He'll forgive you. If you mean it, I don't care what you've done. 
whatever you've done. It doesn't surprise God. He'll forgive you like that. You want to get forgiven today? It can happen like that. So you adore God. You confess to God. T, say thanksgiving. You thank God. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your family. Thank him for your job. Thank him for uh, your country. Thank him for your church. Thank him that he guided you here today. Thank God. Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go to his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. God, we got to give God thanks. He's so good to us. He's blessed us in so many ways. Most of them we don't even acknowledge. I know that I'm guilty. We adore him. This is your formula for prayer. You adore him. You confess to him. You thank him. The last word is maybe the only word that you maybe aren't familiar with. It's called supplication. Say supplication. It, now, the reason we have to use the word supplication is because this is an acronym. So it's got to be an S word. Okay, I'm just saying. So, um, supplic just being honest. Supplication means ask. This is where you ask God. God, I'm jacked. I need you. I need you to help me. And some people are like, well, you should never be praying for yourself. Are you kidding me? The first person I pray for is me. The first person you should pray for is you. Do you know why? Because if you're not prayed up and prayed over, you're not healthy. And if you're not healthy, it impacts everybody around you. You, are, you should pray for yourself. And not, no, I'm not saying just stop at yourself. Supplication is praying for yourself and praying for others. But don't act like all high and mighty or righteous, like, oh, I don't need to pray for myself. You know, I, that's self. No, it's not. It's smart. You gotta be prayed over because it impacts people that you love and it, and it impacts people that you don't even know. Supplication, it just means asking. Don't let the word scare you. You pray for others and yourself. And actually, you go King James, I'll, I'll put the word right in the scripture for you. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. You don't need to worry. God's got you. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, by prayer and asking, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Let your requests be known to God. God, pray for my daughter. I, got, I lost my temper with her. Help and pray for me. I don't want to hurt her. God, pray for her. She's dealing with crap in high school that I never had to deal with. That's supplication. That's asking. That's getting real. God, help me with this addiction that's freaking killing me. That's supplication. That's prayer. That's asking. And some of you, you're in a situation where you're like, God, I don't even know if God can do it. This situation is so upside down. It's so crazy. I mean, God, I know that you're big and I know that you're good. I know I should adore you. But I'm telling you, what this is going to take, uh, it's, it's impossible. Praise God. That's, why God. that's why you need to pray to God. He makes the impossible possible, amen? That's what he does. It's like, it's like his ways are not our ways. I, I tell you that almost every week. It's like the man, this man asked God, because he's trying to get his head wrapped around who God is. And he's like, God, I need to know, what is a million years? Like, God, how long is a million years to you? And God's like, a million years? It's like a second. And the guy's like, oh, that's nuts. And the, guy, the guy's like, oh, God. How much is a million bucks to you? A million dollars. What's it like to you? And God's like, a million bucks? It's like a penny. The guy feels kind of cocky now and confident. He smiles at God and he says, hey, God, can you spare a penny? And God looks at the guy and says, oh, you bet I can. Just give me a second, right? So you'll get it. So come on. You know, maybe when you're driving home, 
That was a joke, but no one laughed. And I'm still going to tell it at the 11 o'clock. I don't care. So say after me. Say much prayer, much power. Let's close it up. I talk to pastors all the time and churches. It is no surprise. Many people are not coming back to church or haven't come back to church since COVID started. Many. I'm proud of you for being here. But I want you to be safe. If you're watching online and you don't feel safe, stay watching online. That's, that's your call. That's okay. Um, but but, but, but uh, pastors, we like to make every excuse we can why oh, we're, we're, the, the church isn't growing or whatever. And I'm like, here, here's the thing. Here's what I believe. And this is my opinion. Churches struggle not because of COVID, not because of the government, not because of some rule or regulation. You know why churches are struggling? The absence of prayer. I believe it with all my heart. That's why I'm so excited about the series that we're in. You know why, by the way, you're the church, so we're talking about people. You know why people are struggling? You know why people are weak and defeated? The absence of prayer. This is why. I, 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 I want this, God is showing me these things, and I, I, I hope it makes sense to you. When we gather in heaven one day, I am convinced, when we gather in heaven one day, we're going to discover that what happened to people on earth hinged greatly on how we prayed. It hinged on the prayers of Daniel, the prayers of you, and the prayers of me. Destinies, I wrote this down, destinies have been changed through the power of prayer. Destinies of people, destinies of nations, have been changed through the power of prayer. But our problem, we're way too focused on our plans and our agenda. I'm telling you, we need to focus less on our plans and more on our prayers because one bold prayer can do way more than a thousand plans. I want to pray boldly to God. I want to go directly to God. God, I'm praying for big things, big vision. You want a vision from God? Go to Him. Pray to him. Fast for him. He wants to give it to you. You don't need to look at your friend's vision. You don't need to look at your friend's calling, where they're going to school, what they're doing, what their family looks like, how they're so successful. That's their deal. You don't need to latch onto somebody else's vision. God has one for you. Purpose. I see people looking for purpose in like the next fad or the next self-help book. Can I tell you something? The person that wrote the ne- that self-help book, they need as much help as you do. Read the Word of God. People looking for identity. Oh, this is big. Where are we going to find our identity? Where where are we going to find our value, our affirmation? We look on social media. We don't need to be on social media for identity. We need to be on our knees. That's where you find your identity. Yeah. That's where we find it. I said, God wants to give you clear vision. The more you pray, clearer it gets. The more you fast, the clearer it gets. What if I told you that God doesn't just want to give you clear vision? Here we go. Yeah, I know these look good because big glasses are in, so I'm sure I look pretty dope. Now, now parents, dope used in that context, it's a good thing. So I'm here to help. So big vision, big vision, say big vision. Let me, let me describe it a different way. God-sized vision. We settle for way too, way too less. We settle for way too less. Oh, but God used him in this way and that giant in that way. There's David, there's Daniel, and then there's you. And his plans for you are just as big. 
as they were for Daniel or David or Joseph or anybody else. Don't settle for small vision. God-sized vision will create God-sized headlines. God wants, to, God wants to be in the headlines of your life. And they're big. They're God-sized headlines. I wrote it down. But behind every headline, you know what? Behind every headline, there's a footnote. You know what the footnote is? Prayer. Behind every headline, there is a footnote. And that footnote is prayer. And I came to tell somebody, if you will focus on the footnote, your God will write the headlines of your life. And they're big. And they're God-sized. And they're grandeur. And He's got big plans. God's plans are always better. Regardless of how your prayers get answered or don't seemingly get answered to you, someone needs to hear this. God is for you. Look up here. Maybe you didn't get it. Regardless of what you see happening in your life, if you're going to God in prayer, look up here. God is for you. God, he's for you. God is for you. I can't promise he's always going to give you what you ask. We should, we should praise God that he doesn't. I can promise you he's for you. I have no idea, even as your pastor, I want vision, but when it comes to the future, who can say for sure? I don't know exactly what the future holds, but I know the one who holds the future. And if you will believe in him, and if you will trust in him, and if you will go to him, if you will pray to him, if you will fast for him, if you will listen to him, he will show you a God-sized vision that is greater than your wildest dreams. It's what he wants to do. Give him praise for 10 seconds. If you believe it, shout to the Lord. Thanksgiving, adoration. God, we believe you're going to do something great. I'm not where I want to be, Pastor. Me neither. But I ain't where I used to be. Here's why I tell you that the vision he'll give you is bigger than your wildest dreams. I should never be a pastor. I should never hold a mic and give anybody any kind of advice, biblical or not, ever. A drug addict, dead in my sin and dead in myself. Selfish to the core. Some days I, I still go back there. But the addiction, uh, for, for a guy that thought he would die addicted to drugs, if you don't need any other proof of the power of God. This is why we talk about you need Christ in you. There is no life apart from him. There is no hope apart from him. There is no vision apart from him. There is no purpose apart from him. So, so Christ in you. Here's the great news, the gospel. Jesus was sent by God, not to make you good, because you're not, and neither am I, even as a pastor. He's good. He'll make you new. You won't be perfect, but you'll have the one who is in you, and that saves you. So many people think, I gotta be good to go to heaven. No, you don't. You gotta be saved. How, pastor? The grace of God. God sent Christ to earth to die for us, for you and for me alike. This is how I get a platform with a mic is because I made this surrender to Jesus. And I am such the least of these. I am such the least of these. I deserve nothing, but I surrendered. I surrendered, I said, I'm, I need you, I'm the wreck. And all I did, I, I said, God, I believe, I believe in Jesus. He died for me, he rose for me. 
I don't know anything else, but I believe in that. And God's like, you know what, Monty? That's all you need to know. That's all you need to believe. And when you surrender to that fact that Jesus was, was dead and three days later he rose from the dead, if you will believe that and ask him to, 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 to come into your life and you confess that you're jacked up and ask for forgiveness, he'll do it. You can have it today. You can leave here saved. But I'm not good. I know. Me neither. He is. You can leave here saved. I don't want you to get hit by a truck when you leave, but if you do and you're saved, you go to heaven. You can't be good enough. You'll never be good enough, and neither will I. Salvation happens by God's grace through your faith. My question is, do you have the faith to believe what I just said? Do you have the faith to believe that vision only comes from God through Christ? Do you have the faith to believe that Jesus Christ was, is the Son of God and He died and He rose? If you have the faith to believe that, let us know. More importantly, let God know. I mean, I, I want to know because I celebrate it. you got to go to God because He wants to bless you with His Holy Spirit inside of you. Online, would you type, I choose Jesus in the comments? We'll follow up with you if you're ready to surrender everything. If you're in the room, look up here. You're not here by accident. You're not here by fate or coincidence. The Holy Spirit had it planned thousands of years ago that you would be here today. Did you know that? And if you've never called on his name and said, I believe in Jesus dead, he was dead and now he's alive. And if I ask him to come into me and make me new, he'll do it. You can do that today. You can even indicate it on the connect card. And, and we'll give you a Bible if you want one. We'll walk with you, whatever. But I want to know so we can celebrate it. Um, that's your next step. There is no vision without Christ in you. There is no hope without Christ in you. There is no, I mean, there is no true sobriety without Christ in you. There is no, there is no reprieve from depression and anxiety without Christ in you. It won't happen. You have to have him in you. For those of you that already do have Christ in you, you know what you're called to do. We got to pray fervently and more. You need to fast. If you've never fasted, that's what God wants you to do. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. My, the most favorite part of, my, of the scripture, it, it was when the man in the vision, and also Gabriel in, in Daniel 9, you know what my favorite part is? I'll get choked up telling you. It's, he said it twice to Daniel. Daniel's a man of God. He knows he's good. He's good. He's, he's praying all the time. And, 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 the, and the angel says, he stops all that. Vision doesn't matter, Daniel. This is before he even gives him the vision. Before he even shows him, I mean, before he even tells him, this is, this is what we're going to do and this is what it means and the understanding. Remember what he said? You're so precious to God. It's, it's, it's insane that he says that both times. It's like the angel's desperate for Daniel to know, you're so precious to God. Daniel, despite the vision, despite the future, it's about you and me right now. And, and, and you're so precious to God. But, but I'm, I'm messed up. I know, you're so precious to God. And I believe with all my heart that I was supposed to tell you, you're so precious to God. You're so precious to God. You're so precious to God. In your jacked up, messed up state, you're so precious to God. I'm going to pray for you now, and then we'll worship. If that's God, you answer that right now, because I want to hear from Him. That could be a vision. Here's what we'll do with prayer. I'm going to do something symbolic. And... Would you close your eyes right now if you're willing? 
Just close your eyes. With your eyes closed, I'm gonna, a prayer of posture is powerful, so let's do that. I want you to just put your hands out in front of you and face your hands palm down. Would you do that? Just put your hands palms down. Church, as you, with your eyes closed, I'm gonna pray on your behalf right now. And, and why I told you to put your hands face down, hey, by the way, if you're watching this at home, you know, at work, not, not if you're driving a car, but of those other places, yes. I want you to do this too. Hands facing down. What this symbolizes in your life is what you need to let go of, okay? Stop trying to control things because you can't control them. You know how I can prove that to you? you? You've sat here for 75 minutes and you know what you never thought about once? How to breathe. You've never thought about it one time. I need to inhale and I need to exhale because if I stop doing that, I'll die. Do you know why you never thought about that and you didn't force yourself to do that? Because you have no control over it. That's how much control you have. That's how much control I have. Posture, hands down. Father, we, 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 we let go of the things we need to let go of. The things that we try to control. The stuff going on in our life. We don't want to hold on to it, God. Take it from us. Palms down, God. Take it from us. God, this is where we confess our sins. God, this is where we rebuke our fears. God, this is where we relinquish control and we give it to you. Palms down. Take it from us. Church, turn your hands, palms up. Hands facing up. Father, we come to you now with a posture of receptivity. We actively will receive what you want, from, what you want to give us. God, we ask for, we receive from you joy unspeakable. God, with, with palms up, ready to receive, we want to receive your peace that transcends understanding. God, with palms up, we receive the unmerited grace, grace we don't deserve, but you lavish it on us anyway. Why? Because we're so precious to you. We, we accept the grace of God. We receive the fruit, the gifts of the Spirit, God, with open hands and open hearts. We accept what you want to give us right now. Father, have your way. As we worship you in this final song, we know that you know where we're at. We know that you know where you want to bring us. The question is, will we do what we're called to do? Come to you in prayer. After this song, God, I pray the prayer team up here is flooded with people who want prayer. I pray that cards are getting handed in, surrenders are being made, gifts are being given, and love is being distributed through the power of your Holy Spirit, and that lives today, through the power of your Son, Jesus Christ, will be transformed, changed, renewed forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and we all say, amen. Hey, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, but don't stop there. I invite you to like or subscribe to our social channels. That way you don't miss a single video, update, or message. But not only that, would you consider sharing this message with a friend, coworker, family member? I mean, so many people need hope and encouragement and you have the ability to bring it directly to them. Finally, one more thing. I wanna ask that you would consider giving financially to this ministry. I mean, God has done so much, but yet we believe he wants to do so much more, like so many more people he wants to reach, so much more hope he wants to give, so many more lives that he wants to save, and your investment can help make that happen. So again, thank you so much. I love you, and God loves you more. God bless you.